mindfulness in the classroom. Mindfulness in the classroom, meditation. There are three fundamental processes required for mindfulness to occur. Forming intention, paying attention, and adjusting your attitude. Mindfulness is a purposeful act and the process of becoming mindful can seem to be selfish in today's society that deems multitasking to be what successful people do to be successful. Thus, we have people who cannot calm their mind and recognize individual thoughts and feelings which leads to fight-or-flight reactions that are hardwired into our natural reflexes. A study suggests that mindfulness promotes the significant positive changes in the brain, structures that deal with learning and memory processes, self-referential processing, emotion regulation, and perspective-taking. In short, all the skills we want children to have for effective teaching and learning to occur. There are many strategies for practicing and developing mindfulness, which we will explore in future blogs. But if I were to be asked which practice has had the most significant impact on mindfulness development, I would have to say meditation. My introduction to meditation actually occurred at a very young age. However, I didn't call it meditation. I called it prayer. I will not get into any religious debate, but I have come to realize that guided prayer, such as saying the rosary led by someone, was a relaxing activity that allowed my body to relax, my breathing to become more regular, and my mind to focus on one thing, the prayer. This is why I believe people find solace in prayer. In an earlier post, I wrote, The word itself usually conjures up images of people sitting in a lotus position, hands with pinched fingers resting on the knees, and the person saying, um, at regular intervals. This perception is not entirely wrong. This is a form of mindfulness called meditation. And meditation, though extremely effective and powerful, is only one way to be mindful. It is through guided meditation that I find my most peaceful mind and has the longest residual impact on my health and well-being. So, how can we get this into the classroom? Teachers. It's not a prerequisite, however, I do believe that the person leading the children in developing their mindfulness toolkit should also be developing their own strategies or at least trying out the tools. The number one reason that adults give me for not doing meditations is that they don't have time. Meditations can be as short or as long as you want. I have seen even a pair of ladies from Australia sharing their one-minute meditations. I always suggest at least 10 to 15-minute meditations first thing in the morning or a longer 30-minute meditation just before going to sleep at night. But honestly... Those few minutes leave you so relaxed and refreshed that you would swear you had doubled or tripled the time in good deep sleep. So, well, with a few minutes of a day, you can gain a lot more minutes, even on a night. I personally find meditation very difficult. My mind wanders here and there, and I find myself feeling like a cowboy, wrangling my thoughts like a herd of wild horses. 
So I always recommend guided meditations, particularly in the beginning. There are many mindfulness apps and YouTube videos that you can get that are great for guided meditations. Most of these apps have free beginner guided meditations. There are costs involved if you want more advanced meditations. However, from my experience, the free parts are good for trying out the tools. The apps I currently have on my tablet are Headspace and my favorite at the moment, Calm. All of my favorite meditations, however, are the personalized guided meditations from YouTube. I consider what I want to focus on, stress, self-confidence, anxiety, sleep, and what kind of meditation I want to do, like visualization meditation that feels like a mini holiday or an affirmation or a body scan. And then I search guided meditation for and whatever I'm looking for. I then consider how much time I want to dedicate to the medication and choose one. Children. I suggest that guided meditations be scheduled actively in your school day. You may choose it to be at any time. I personally believe it's most effective first thing in the morning or at the very beginning of afternoon lessons. Also, it's best to limit the meditations to 10 minutes or less. You know your class best. There are a lot of good guided meditations for children on YouTube and free scripts online. Like everything else, practice makes perfect. At first, you will have some children that will find this difficult. Staying quiet and focusing on one thing is as hard for some children as it is for some adults. Encourage the children to close their eyes and just do what the meditation says to do. If they find it difficult to close their eyes, have them focus on one spot for the duration. Ignore any nonconformity within the meditation and keep doing them as scheduled. Over time, they will start to relax and meditate in their own way. Interesting is the fact that these are the children that most need to meditate. There is no right or wrong way to meditate. The key is being able to calm the mind by focusing the mind in the moment. Just to recap. We just need to remember there are three fundamental processes required for mindfulness to occur. Forming intention, paying attention, and adjusting your attitude. Subscribe to Mindfulness in the Classroom for more strategies on developing mindfulness with children.